0: This is where Atlanta soul. Atlanta At this
1: soul, particular point in time, hip hop rules
0: meets the Nashville sound.
1: The gal, and hits everywhere in between. Ellen Fitz talking music. L talking and Fitz. We are back with the most creatively named podcast in all of the land. L and Fitz talking music. So what's better than Ellen Fitz talking music? A bonus episode of Ellen Fitz talking music. That's right. We want to get you ready for the NFL season, and there's no better way to do it than one of the most dynamic personalities over the last 10 years from the NFL who got to sit down with our favorite, L. Duncan. Check this out.
2: Yo, what up? It's Peter Rosenberg from Hot
1: 97, ESPN, WWE. Um, I work at the Sabaros just outside Stamford, Connecticut. I also um, clean up the food court at Montgomery Mall in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, but right now, when I'm working my food court job, um, I keep my headphones on and I listen to Ellen Fitz talking music on ESPN.
0: It's it's fantastic.
1: Oh, man, Kyrie. Listen, I, can I say that you're fangir Is it worse to say that you're fanboying or fangirling right now?
0: It's definitely worse to say fangirling. You could say fanboying or you could say fan man. I like that.
1: I was going to say, because you know we black and we don't like being called boys. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say you're fan manning right now. With someone that we're going to get used to and you're going to have to get used to seeing quite a bit, you've seen him on the field for years. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's a former Pro Bowler. And now he's part. Of the ESPN fam, so excited to have Victor yeah. Cruz on the podcast what up, with us. What, what up? What up? What up? Are we like cool enough already that we can call you like Vic? Or what's you your? Can definitely call me what's Vic. Your, we good. Everybody calls you Vic. Yeah,
2: absolutely. We good with That's that. All right,
1: cool. Um, well, listen. First of all, what's it like to be? on this side of the because i feel like it's every rite of passage for an athlete to kind of be over the media at some point Mm -hmm. and then eventually when they decide to walk away from uh from their careers to start a new career in the media what it's like to be on this side
2: uh it's very dope i always i always treated those like in locker room uh interviews and stuff with the media like auditions like i'm interviewing them i'm talking back to them we're interacting guys kind of made so much of it just have fun with it and now that i'm you know, on this side of it, I'm able to have fun with it, and I'm not sore after a day's work, and that's that's probably the best. The that's, best. That's part. that's a major key. That's a major
1: key. I was gonna say, well, you say that now, but Kyrie, once he has to start doing like 37 different shows and they walk him all over campus, oh, it man. could be a different story. They'll be like, you have 30 seconds to walk exactly. half a mile to that the other studio.
2: Day. That was my day yesterday, and I had these hard bottoms on. I got to get a different <laughs> type of footwear, man. Some comfortable yet stylish joints, because I didn't expect to be
0: doing all this walking.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to get you a rascal, you know, because it's very manly. We'll just put you on one those little motor scooters, like at the grocery store, and, and you'll be good to go. Kyrie, what is it like to? You're a you're a Giants super fan. Um, yes. You call it being a super fan. I call it being a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? Fanatic. Uh, you're a bit of a fanatic. What's it like to to have Victor Cruz just right across from you and be part of the fam now?
0: Man, it's it's surreal in a way because, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, of course, but. You know, Victor Cruz is from Patterson, New Jersey. And that 2011, 2012 run when the Patriots, man, like <laughs> everybody's know everybody knows what the Patriots were doing around that time. And around the city, I'm from Newark, and I was working cable at that time, a little peek behind the curtain of my life. And every house that I went to that day, because I had to work earlier that day for the Super Bowl, had Giants, balloons. Red and blue <laughs> tablecloths and napkins. Like, everybody was so excited about the game. And it was so much more than just the fact that it was, you know, a giant Super Bowl, which was in itself enough. But it was because it was a hometown dude Puerto Rican dude, black Tino dude, right? You know what I mean? And, and, and he was from where we're from. He, he talked the way we talked. He represents what we represent. And especially when you talked about the first time you did the salsa dance in the end zone for your grandmother, Mm -hmm. I think that touched all of us in a way that's like, yo, it humanized you, but it, it it showed like, wow, man, that, that's love. So to answer your question, L, I'm, I'm over the moon.
1: I was gonna say, I'm on the phone. Vic, is he? Does, is he crying at this point? Is, uh, he, like, is he stargazing? <laughs> Come on now.
2: Uh, he's chilling. He's got the Jersey by Nature shirt on. He's cool. He's cool. He's chilling. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: I follow you on Twitter, Kyrie. So if I see that you're posting a bunch of like selfies of you and Vic, then I'm definitely going to roast you. That, that, may
0: that may have happened. I'm
1: sure it did. I'm sure it did if he hasn't hit you up for the autograph yet. And look, it's week one of the NFL season. We're all excited about that. And obviously, uh, because of your former life, we are going to talk to you about football. But this is a music podcast So we're going to start there And you are from Jersey Um, Who would you say Kind of influenced you in terms of music Because listen, we do this podcast um, Not because millions of people listen to it Rather Mm -hmm. um, a very select uh, Group of people listen to it And that's music lovers And we do this podcast honestly Vic Because every single one of us Has this really deep connection to music So um, first of all, would you say That that rings true for you as well And if so, kind of where did your love of music come from?
2: I absolutely, music is the driving force in my life. I can't do any, I wake up in the morning and I like put the music on and then I brush my teeth and get dressed. Like I have to have music to kind of wake me up and get me, you know, singing or dancing in the morning. It just it just wakes up my senses, you know what I mean? It's just a part of my life. And it definitely played a role in my career. I mean, you know, whether it's before a game or whether it's driving to the game or whether it's pre-game, I'm I'm listening to music. I'm listening to, you know, Jay-Z. I'm listening to... You know the latest and greatest. I'm always making sure that music is a constant part uh, of of my life for sure.
1: I would say Kyrie, and I'll ask you, and then we'll we'll ask Vic. Like when I think of, because I feel the same way, Vic. Like. I can almost, like, almost every single moment of my life, minor or major, I can associate with a song, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I hear a song, it takes me back to a particular day, a particular kind of time of my life, um, a situation in my life, and um, I know Kyrie has expressed that same thing. Like, when I think about, like, you know, my life as a whole, the any outcast song would come mm-hmm. to mind. Like, I could ch- choose just about any outcast song and it would ascribe some time in my life. Middle school would be, you know, all elevators. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> school would probably be like bombs over baghdad uh when <laughs> what about you hey think y'all blonde, what, song, what right? part of your
2: life is hey y'all what song is it which one is that
1: Ooh, hey y'all was right after um i got out of college and what i okay. got out of college i mean dropped out because I did drop out i'm a college <laughs> dropout um hey yeah, and, he uh,
2: uh, the kanye and album yeah, I was about to say
1: yeah exactly um i did have a lot in common with kanye till the whole slavery thing instance, and since then he's canceled <laughs> in my book we won't go there though um <laughs> but uh I got to be honest. I think that, hey, uh, like, okay, so coming from Jersey, who is, like, your outcast? Because I'm from Atlanta. So outcast is my, like, like their, you know, what Pac would be to L.A. Mm -hmm. and what Biggie would be to New York. Like, who is... Coming from Jersey is like, do you kind of take on the biggie as well? And
0: like, uh, me. I,
2: I take on the biggie. Obviously, Naughty by Nature's up there. Just, come on now, yes. you know what I'm saying? Naughty by Nature's up there. Joe Button is up there. For yeah, me. shout to Joe Button, man. Know, I mean, just you know, he had a, a whole era of his time when he was you know pump it up and all that fun stuff. And then obviously, the most recent is Fetty Wap. And just being a fan of him and what he's you know his yeah. sound, he has a whole different sound that we've never heard before. Um, and I'm just happy he's from Paterson, New Jersey, like me. And Tyler, I gotta say, so okay.
1: I so gotta Tyree, say this. Hold on, Kyrie What? When does pump 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 it up? What era of your <laughs> life is is that song?
0: Me, that's high school. I think that's high school. <laughs> pump it up.
2: Yeah, I was early college for me, and uh, and and I remember the whole thing, man. Just uh, the way Jersey felt, people calling me. Pump it up was a big record. And
0: then and then the Busta Rhymes record, the Let me just make this statement <laughs> clear. Yeah, exactly, oh, man. That exactly. was. Crazy. But I gotta say, because uh, you weren't here, Vic. So. A couple of weeks ago, we had organized noise. You know, outcast, Super Producers. I mean, TLC. The list goes on and on, of course. And L, the same way she's describing me right now. If you would have saw her that day, mm-hmm. it was uh, like
1: he's not lying. <laughs> it was
0: it, it was an all ATL show. But to answer your question, L, like the nostalgia, like it, it, there's memories that I probably would never ever recollect if it wasn't for a song that was associated mm-hmm. to it. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, That kind of recall when it comes to music is, I think, um, is why people who love music kind of cling to it so much. Because as we get older, and Vic, I know that you're a parent, Kyrie is, man, he's got his baby's probably coming out right now. And he's not there. <laughs> oh Way to go. Way to go, Kyrie. Um, and I have a newborn. And I think that like, as you get older, and you start getting like mom, dad brain, it just being able to have that kind of recall. I mean, I remember songs and like the first time I heard them when I was four and five years old, and uh, I can't remember much else but i certainly remember that okay so we talked nostalgia who are you into right now Vic? like if i gave you a playlist filled with one artist that you could only listen to exclusively any song wow, that they artist? were a part That's of or so on exclusively for one month what artist would it be right now a current one
2: current artist that i would only listen to for one month yes hmm. you could
1: only listen to anything they were a part of for one month
2: Man, that's tough. I mean, I'm not gonna go with the usual like the Drakes of the world and all that. I'm gonna go with Russ. Mm. I'm a huge fan of Russ. I think he is a phenomenal song maker. He's not great at rapping. He's not great at singing, but I think he makes good music. And you know, he's also from Jersey by way of Atlanta, kind of thing. So he he has that Jersey thing working for him too. But I'm a I'm a real big fan of his music, and he's got an album coming out soon too.
0: Yeah. Hey, shout out! <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sure he'll like the pl- the pub. Exactly. I got an opportunity to see Russ perform up here in Connecticut a couple oh, weeks ago. He he's phenomenal. He mm-hmm. really is phenomenal. But I gotta say, and this probably is a little cliche or a little like you you would expect that. But I gotta say, J Cole, man, that's mm-hmm. that's my dude, man. And he just did a new he they dropped a new video with his new artist. I think it's Boz. Boz,
2: yeah, his album's coming out soon too.
0: And that video is just incredible—the Afro beat, you know, the, the Caribbean influence in that record. So, mm-hmm. I could, I could do J Cole for two months, really.
1: For two months straight. Okay. I'm going to go, um, God, I I actually have two. I have two, the loyalty in me and the, the trap music lover in me would say, uh, that for two months, current rapper taking into account everything that they've been on, right? Because this isn't just their exclusive songs that have come out on their mixtapes or on their albums, but I'm talking about if they have appeared on someone else's song, um, I would go with <laughs> Right now I'd go with 2 Chains just because okay. hey I love 2 Chains but also he's jumping on a little bit of everybody stuff mm-hmm. so you are going to get like some stuff with just Ty Dolla that's a little more R&B and then you're going to also get um you know, like some bad bunny in there and you're going to get some R&B. He's kind of working with everybody. So I'd like that in the the next month for the next 30 days, I'd be able to listen to some variety, but I got to be honest. I'm kind of torn between him and uh, Khalid. I mean, I dig him so much in his style. I mean, he is so dope.
2: Yeah. The fact that he's right. only like 20,
0: he's like 19 he's a years old. Baby. Just graduated high school like yesterday. And like
2: the content and the thing, I mean, obviously, I mean, somebody's got to be writing this stuff for him. I mean, there's no way he's just has all these, these love songs. You're 19 years old, dog. You mm-hmm. haven't even had a, a, are you, have you been in love yet? Like, how do you even know about this stuff? You know what I'm saying? But to hear the way his sound, the way he sings and the way he kind of puts songs together is definitely unique and, and, and impressive.
1: He's certainly an old soul, because he just mm-hmm. send me your location. He wrote that when he was like 17 years old, which seems unbelievable to me. That <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> whoever he wrote that about is somewhere hurting right now. Like, yeah. you know, and I should have talked to him in chemistry class.
0: Should have sent that location. pen.
2: I you know? should
1: have dropped a pen. I should have done uh, something. Uh, you're listening to Ellen Fitz uh, talking music, um, and we're hanging out with Victor Cruz, uh, former uh, Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, former Pro Bowl and now member of ESPN and looking forward uh, to that. Um, okay, so we've got to get to the football season. I'm going to let Kyrie ask the Giants question, but I'm just going to ask you off the top, week one, it's still anybody's season or mm-hmm. is it? I want you to give me someone who you think is going to overachieve and someone who you think is going to underachieve in terms of a team.
2: Oh, man, I think uh, someone who's going to overachieve – I don't even know if that's possible, but Odell Beckham Jr. is going to overachieve this year. Facts. I think he's, he's going to have a lot to prove. And I think he's going to have one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league. And I think someone that's going to underachieve, man, I think, uh, I hate to say it, but I think Carson Wentz. I just don't, I think the Super Bowl hangover is real. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to put up the same type of numbers they did a year ago. I think they kind of caught lightning in the bottle last year and just hit their stride at the right time, which, I know very well with the 2011 Giants when you, when we hit our stride and it, when you hit your stride as a football team, you can win a Super Bowl as, as I know and as a, as the Philadelphia Eagles know very, very well. But I think this year is going to be a little different for them. And I think Carson Wentz might underachieve.
1: So do you think that, I mean, I know he's obviously injured, but do you think that people are going to be calling back for your boy? They're going, be, they're going to be asking for the bench back. Is that what you think potentially could happen with the Eagles? Because I think the Eagles, it just all seems too good for the Eagles right mm-hmm. now. Like, yep. I feel like, like, who does that happen to? I mean, you've won a Super Bowl, but you won a Super Bowl with, with Eli Manning. Could you imagine have been in that position and had to have turned to your backup and to see what Nick Foles did in that situation? Like, how unrealistic is what happened to the Eagles last year based on on what you know about uh, making a run for a championship?
2: Yeah, things like that don't happen. Uh-huh. I think uh, I think the Philadelphia Eagles got extremely lucky having a backup like Nick Foles, who's kind of been through the game, been through the league, been a starter in certain teams, and, and understands kind of the lay of the land. And then you got to give some credit to the coaching staff for putting a game plan together that really benefited Nick Foles and his skill set. And he went out there and won a huge ball game for them. Obviously, the biggest. The biggest ball game you could ever play. But I think when you go around the league and start thinking about, okay, if Eli Manning goes down, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, if, you know, any other quarterback, top tier quarterback in this league goes down and their backup comes in, you're not going to have the same level of faith and excitement and, and, you know, for your team to win that ball game. So for that to happen to Philly and for them to still be in a position and to win the Super Bowl is pretty special.
0: Agreed.
1: Kyrie, go ahead. I gotta, hey, you know you want
0: to ask your Giants question. Of course, man. <laughs> so week one, Odell versus Jalen Ramsey. it has been a lot of talk about it already. What do you, and your very, very expert opinion, because mm-hmm. you have going against some of the best also, mm-hmm. what do you think Odell has to do to get the better of Jalen in this matchup?
2: I think just be himself. I, I think obviously the 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 staff and the coaching staff are gonna put. I think they're gonna move him around and and split him out and put him in the slot and different things like that. So they're gonna move him around to keep Jalen Ramsey kind of off kilter a little bit. But I think Odell just had to go out there and be himself. He knows how to run routes. He's he's gonna win. You know, he's gonna win some of them. He's gonna lose some battles with Jalen Ramsey because Jalen's that good. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's gonna be fun to watch. Get your popcorn ready because that <laughs> game. And it's the first one out the gate.
0: Yeah, and it's
2: like it's all you know. Jalen's already out here talking smack about every quarterback and every person, and you know he don't care. He has a little bit of a screw loose himself. (laughs) Um, so he you know, given that backstory, week one is going to be a special, special game.
1: Yeah, the things like that actually. Like, is there really such a thing as bulletin board material when it comes to professionals who
0: 100%. are out?
1: Yeah, there is because I'd like to believe I'd like to believe that whether Jalen Ramsey said you're fantastic or you suck, your motivation every single week is to kill. Every opponent that steps onto that field, why would you need extra motivation? It seems like you guys are self-starters without needing it.
0: I wouldn't
2: say it's motive- extra motivation. I think it's just something you keep in the back of your mind like, okay, I hear you. I heard what you said. Now I'm, I'm going to go get ready and do my thing and make sure I'm ready for the- for Sunday afternoon. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those, I heard you. You know what I'm saying? Like I got this on my, on my locker room, you know, in my locker, kind of posted up here, thumbtack to the wall here, and I hear you. It- it's more of those things like I hear you, and now I'm going to go play.
1: Who gave you your your best bulletin board
2: material? Oh man, I think it was uh who gave me some bulletin board material. One not so much bulletin board stuff. Obviously the you know, anytime we played the Jets there were some bulletin board materials <laughs> somewhere, especially when Rex, you know, Rex Ryan was the was the coach over there at the time. There's always something being said whether it's Bart Scott running off at the mouth or you know anyone over there saying something about the Giants? Even in preseason, we, we were getting it. So
0: what a game you had against the Jets, though! Oh, crazy! My God, man.
2: And wow. um, so w- there was always some of that. But the the biggest thing for me was just smack talk, where it's Ike Taylor and I going at it, you know, secretly oh, yeah. during the game, or like you know, talking junk to Revis and, and things like that, and, and going back and forth with him. It, it's just it's just fun stuff.
1: Now you said that you think that uh, Odell's going to have he's going to overachieve, which. Yeah, it would seem crazy because Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the biggest names in the game, but he did have, obviously, um, a tough season last year getting injured, and, and the Giants as a whole are, for a team that's really not been, um, super relevant outside of making a playoff but not doing much over the last couple of years. I mean, they're under a huge microscope with how things played out last year, with having Saquon Barkley, with having Odell and, and you know him wanting money, and, and just kind of all the things that always encompass any New York team, which is all of the drama and spotlight around it. Do you think that Saquon Barkley is really enough to kind of turn around a team that um, needed help on the offensive end, but really underachieved on the defensive end, too? I mean, listen, the guys, you know, all the money on the Giants, uh, it was really on the defensive side of the ball. And despite all the injuries last year, most of them were not on the defensive side of the ball, who was a huge disappointment for the Giants last year. So do you think that the Saquon effect is enough to make this team not only just relevant in the headlines, but relevant as a real actual contender in a playoff run at this point?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, part of the thing that had to do with the defense last year is they kind of, you know, once that record got just abysmal, they kind of gave up. And and, and you don't want to hear that. You don't want that to happen to your team because you're professionals, right? And every time you go out there, you want to put your best foot forward, no matter what your record is, no matter. You're playing for yourself. You're playing for your integrity. You're playing for your family. Like So every time you step out there, you want to give it your best. But it's hard to do so when there's so many negative things happening around your ball club and so many things that are in the news and the media and the way you're feeling going to and from work every day plays a part. takes a toll on you as a whole. So that was part of the thing with the defense. I think Saquon is enough. I think he takes a ton of pressure off Eli Manning. I think he takes a ton of pressure off Odell Beckham Jr. as well. If Saquon is able to get those, rip those big runs, average seven, eight yards a clip and things like that, this team is going to be a completely different team. The play action pass opens up. Odell mm-hmm. Beckham can move freely. He's going to see a lot of single high. If they try to load that box, a lot of single high one on one coverage and that's going to open up a lot of different guys. So I think it definitely makes, uh, it changes the complexion of the Giants team and gives Eli just, enough time and, and not to mention Nate soldier at that left tackle spot helping Eli stay upright keep that jersey clean because we know Eli has to stay in that pocket and be in order for them to be successful
1: right all right so Vic like a, like a couple months ago um, right after the NBA Finals I got into like Twitter fights <laughs> shocker with uh, a ton of people over basically this statement that I'm tired of them talking about how there's no parody in the NBA Golden State doesn't make this fun everybody just keeps going there this was after boogie you know decided this isn't fun we already know who's going to win the championship um, or at least be in it before the season even starts and they're ruining the game and I said how come nobody ever says that with the NFL of late when we have a pay- Patriots team that's in the damn Super Bowl, or at least the conference championship, every single year. So tell me, tell me, a, tell me if you think that this year will finally. Because I got to be honest with you, I love football. It's my favorite sport, and obviously, I, I talk about it for a living on Sports Center. But it is starting to become a bit of a bore to just know in August that the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. You tell me if I'm wrong, and, and assuming that again, despite the fact that they don't have Amandola, that that Edelman is suspended for the first few weeks, tell me that it's not already a foregone conclusion that the damn Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl again.
2: It, it, it's honestly crazy how they do it. I don't even know how they do it. They're cutting key players each and every week, it feels like. I mean, they cut a guy. I remember when we played them in the Super Bowl, they cut a guy the day before the Super Bowl. And I, And I'm just like... <laughs> How are you – What what what's going through your mind? Cutting a guy a day before the Super Bowl. Like why why does that even make sense? So I think the difference between the Golden State Warriors and the New England Patriots is that you go into it every year like, okay, the Patriots might be there, but they might not. You never know what could happen. It's 22 guys, offense and defense, that have to perform at a high level week in and week out in order for them to be successful. For the basketball, you only need five. And Golden State probably has the best – you know, a, a team of five straight guys starters in the league right now, at least on paper. So I think that's the difference is that there's so many moving parts. Football is the epitome of the team sport, and you need everyone to be on the same page in order for them to win a Super Bowl. But the fact that they've been doing it year in and year out with guys that are relatively unknown each and every year, and and Tom Brady makes them household names is pretty impressive.
1: Thank you. And that my whole point is, is that while the Warriors have held the NBA hostage for, what, four seasons now, exactly. the Patriots have been doing it for almost 20. It's like, go away. I mean, good God, <laughs> go away.
2: Like, Tom Brady, can you retire already? Like, well, can how you many?
1: just go away? I'm
2: sorry. <laughs>
1: go away. I just, like, I'm happy for them. It's been amazing to watch. I don't want to be one of those people that hates on greatness because no, it's been incredible to watch. Um, I'm a huge Broncos fan, so I hate the Patriots, but... Okay. Um, but it's been amazing to watch, and I will be able to forever tell my little girl about you know the Tom Brady era and what that looked like in football. But like now, it's time to go the fuck away. Like go <laughs> away. I need someone else to be. I just don't need it to be a foregone conclusion that someone's going to have to beat you year in and year out, and that's what it is. Because at the very least, they make it to the conference championship, which I think also speaks to the division. But that's either here nor there. Kyrie, let's move on from football because I'm, I'm getting fired up. I'm back <laughs> I can kind of
2: hear it. I love it.
0: <laughs> there is one team though that the Patriots can. Not beat in the Super Bowl. Hey-o.
2: History proves
0: that it's, there's one team. History has proven. <laughs> History has We've proven. already seen it. No so, bias. So, so they, I. Right, but, but you know, we got that number. <laughs> um, I have to L. Let me, let me, let me quiz L real quick while we have oh uh, Vic here. When you hear this record, when you hear this, this intro, Puerto Rico, oh, Puerto Rico, <laughs> Puerto Rico
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> engine, engine number nine that's okay. on yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hello. New York. Yes,
2: Vic, I got like you. the club version. That's like the club mix version, that's right? <laughs> yeah, <that> it's <laughs> <version. laughs> yeah. like the radio they, version they that you Puerto hear Rico, all the time. And then
1: yeah, and then you're gonna
0: hear that. <laughs> the
2: Segway's engine engine for sure every time.
0: Shout the dress. Shot the black sheep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Frankie Cutlass, man, somebody that's so legendary. I mean, in the hip hop. I guess, uh, freestyle and, and just, you know, club, uh, subcultures, somebody with such an iconic record. I mean, w- just what is it like to be around somebody like that?
2: Um, it's pretty cool. Obviously, you know, growing up, you hear that record that there was not, you know, growing up in a Puerto Rican household, you, you don't walk a day out the house without hearing that record somewhere blaring from a car, obviously on the Puerto Rican day parade. You can't Yo. get it out of your head. Every, um, days. But it's dope, man. I mean, for, for those that don't know, Frankie Cutlass is my mom's fiance. Um, and, you know, I've been around him roughly four years now. And just to see him work and to see him DJ and just to be around that energy and the things that he's, you know, the stories and things that he's told me already from, from back in the day and things like that is, is pretty dope, man. And that song along with him in general is a part of history. I mean, yeah. it's a part of cemented hip hop history, Puerto Rican history. I mean, Every year during the Puerto Rican Day Parade, they ask him to walk the parade, and he's a symbol of the Puerto Rican community because of that song and because of the influence that that song has had on the masses, not just in New York City but everywhere.
0: Right. And shout to Puerto Rico, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there. Still struggling. Shout to Fat Joe. Going to be at first take. Everybody, man.
1: Wow, Fat Joe's going to be on first take.
0: Hey, man. Come on. Welcome, what better? Welcome to the city. Absolutely.
1: How, but yo, because I would imagine, Vic, I mean, you're, we're about the same age. Um, I think I'm older than you. I don't know. I'm 35. How old are you? 31. Okay. Yeah. So definitely older than you. However, <laughs> we're both <laughs> in our 30s. We're both in our dirty exactly. 30s. Um, however, um, like, for someone that was from Georgia, so, you know, like, when I think of kind of my era and, like, Puerto Rican rappers, mm-hmm. I go to Big Pun. Mm-hmm. Was he that for you um, when you were young as well? I mean, I know Frankie Cutlass is, like, a classic, but was he kind of, did he influence in the in the short time that we had him with us, did he kind of influence
2: you as well? Absolutely. Like, Big Pun was a, a, a G. Like, just hearing him rap and hearing him flow and and, and just hearing the type of music that he made and... The way he rapped, he was, not only was he Puerto Rican, but he was, you know, uh, he could hold his own with Mm. any rapper out there. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And they, and they knew that they respected his skill set. They knew what he brought to the table and he broke artists like Fat Joe and Remy Ma and things like that. Like he made sure that not only was he put on, but he put his crew on too, which was, you know, that's what you want to see out of guys that they look out for their people. And, And I think he did that and he was one of the best to ever do it. And he definitely had an effect on my life for sure.
0: Awesome man! Before we get before we get you out of here, I do have to ask though, because are you still Rock Nation? I am, correct. Hove man, Hove. I, I mean, I, that's all I can say is Hove man. What what's it like being around people like Pecos and Tata and, mm-hmm. and Jay Z? And, and, and the whole crew of at Rock Nation.
2: That's family, man. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. Peck out shout just, out to Angie Martina. Absolutely. Shout out to Angie. That out just Facetime me a couple hours ago right after one of the segments, and he was talking to me. And we always crack jokes, but that's like he's like a brother to me now. I mean, we've known each other for, what, almost 10 years now, even before I was in the league. Wow. So, I mean, just being a part of that family and being a part of that cloth I mean, Jay texted me and wished me happy retirement and things like that. And nice. Oh, just man. the fact that I'm getting text messages like that—I'm just a kid from Patterson, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? That just navigated his way up the ranks and figured it out. And to be rubbing elbows and shoulders with guys like that it, it, is a beautiful thing.
0: That's awesome.
1: Man. Speaking of beautiful thing, I mean, like, have you? Is it like I was around Beyonce one time? You guys at the NBA All Star? I was like hosting uh, the NBA All Star like dunk competition in Houston and she walked by and you guys she didn't she was like floating like an angel she was everything i imagined that she would be in my head i mean am i am i wrong vic
2: no you're not you're not wrong at all you, right? see, how, you see how my voice changed up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> whenever you bring up beyonce i just get this like smooth 101.9 kind yeah, of just man, vibe here Quiet storm. um but no i've obviously been around her numerous times and there's whenever she pops up or whenever she catches your eye and she's in the room everybody just kind of you're quiet and you're like, let her walk by. If she acknowledges you, say hello and be and, and be gracious. Don't do nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like she puts you in this eerie little space. And not many people can do that. You know, not many women can do that, you know, to the masses, to anyone, to strangers that, that meet her and people that see her from a distance. She just has that aura, man. And I think um, she's obviously an, an, an angel.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to be honest, though, and, like, I was telling Kyrie this before we got on the phone with you. um, There is someone else that does have that kind of, like, wow effect, and that is – that's your boo. I've been at a party where Karuchi was there, and she's just (laughs) – so beautiful and like nice and um, I know you know one of the producers that she had known uh, Polo the Don and mm-hmm. so he told me like she's amazing she's this great girl um, and then I just was like I didn't even like talk to her I just saw her and immediately got embarrassed because she's just too pretty for words and <laughs> um, and so you I'm sure that you you, you know that uh, well and I I'm not gonna lie I'm really excited for you to work with us because you're mm-hmm. great and I'm a huge football fan but if you don't bring Carucci up there oh man then the girls are going to be really oh, angry because we man. really, we stand for her, boo. She is, she's pretty great and claws is kind of fantastic.
2: Yeah, she's, she's great on claws. I mean, I've been obviously forced to watch that show but it's, <laughs> it, I'm happy, I'm actually glad I'm forced to watch the show because it's good. It is. I'm it I, is. Now I'm intrigued, like I'm
0: recording yeah, it, yeah. I'm DVRing <laughs> it now and right? all this stuff. <laughs> Your girl always put you on them shows that you would never watch. Never. But now My I'm God. like, does Virginia actually die? You know what <laughs> I'm right. saying? Like I what know the storylines. I'm like, What's going on?
2: Um, but but she's she's great, man. She's a special girl. She's so cool and chill, and we just have a we have a great time together. I've been giving her so many. Sports tidbits. Like by the time, like after a year, she's gonna be like, I could be an ESPN anchor if I want to. <laughs> like I yeah, just okay, been keeping well, her. Yeah. Okay. tell her to come
1: for my job, please, because she'll <laughs> take it. And I just, I can't have it. She's so great at what she does. Like mm-hmm. tell her to stay in that lane, because I can't have beautiful ladies like Carucci coming from my. T- I just gotta say, hey, come <laughs> gotcha, on, babe, now, gotcha. don't do that.
2: I'll keep her don't away. Don't do that now. <laughs> um, no, I
1: would love that. She's she's uh, fantastic. And you guys, by the way, are so disgustingly cute coming out of all your paparazzi shots oh, out man. of the gym. Who looks like y'all coming out of the gym? I hate you guys like i hate you both Oh man, yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm done embarrassing you vic thank you so much for joining us victor thank cruz you, uh part of the espn family now you will see him on every platform because they gonna work you like a jamaican i'm just saying 100 <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: right I, I hope that they told you that ahead of time uh so i'll certainly see you on sports center as well but thanks for joining us here on ellen fitz talking music and um Go ahead, go ahead, Kyrie. Do you want to do your like go Giants go, go or something? Cheer, there Their chant
0: that you want to know? Okay, there we go. I wish you could, we could do the salsa dance, but that probably won't, won't work.
1: Well. Yeah, we got to no, wait, wait for Elle to
2: come back. <laughs> we got to wait for Elle to come back, and we all yeah, salsa dance. Exactly, we'll
1: all here. do it together. Please, <laughs> oh, because I'm gonna need one. So you heard it first. Anyway,
0: so Cruz is coming back to Ellen Fitz talking music. You there know? we go. Let's there we go. There
1: it is. Thank you, Vic.
0: All right, thank you, peace. Thanks to
1: Victor Cruz, thanks to L. Duncan, thanks to you for checking it out. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming as we get back on track and we will talk to you again next week.